Hello and welcome to Bruins Built This. I'm Jack Garland, the Daily Bruin Podcast Editor. In the spring, I went to the Bruin Tank Startup Pitch Competition on campus to interview the students who were pitching their companies and the judges who are hearing the pitches. We made a special episode of Bruins Built This that covered that competition. And one of the judges I interviewed for that episode was Adam Draper. He graduated from UCLA in 2009, and he's the founder and the managing director of a venture capital firm called Boost VC, which invests in cutting edge and high tech companies. Keep listening to hear our full interview. Adam, I'm so glad we could finally get you on the podcast. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Jack. This is fun. I'm, I'm excited to talk to you. So, Adam, you haven't just started one company. You've actually started two companies. You're a two-time entrepreneur. So we're going to dive into Boost VC later. But first, could you talk to us about your first venture? Yeah. So uh, my senior year of college at UCLA, I founded a company uh, called Expert Financial with a good friend named Thomas Foley. Uh, we Our mission was to make secondary securities, which is just another word for stock, uh, more liquid. So what we were trying to do was make it so that if you wanted to go buy shares of something like Stripe that is not public, uh, we would facilitate that transaction. Um, so we started, basically we were becoming secondary stock exchange for private shares, like things that had not listed on the NASDAQ or the NYC. Um, we learned a lot. It was a, a long uh, journey of four and a half years and we became a broker dealer. Uh, we got, so we had a FINRA in the SEC. We, we had to be approved as, uh, brokers. So we had to take our series seven and 63. And that just says like, you are legitimately allowed to transact securities by law. Uh, and we, uh, we did some transactions at the end of the day, we ended up having to, uh, close. We weren't able to, in that, Time frame. We were all pretty early. There was another company called Second Market, another one called Shares Post, and um, they they all sort of ended up moving outside of exactly what uh, we were doing. But it was an incredible experience. Um, I ha- still have a team that I feel like was family uh, that I got to start that with, and I'm still like fantastic friends with everyone who started. It. And they went on to all do amazing things, starting things, joining things, building things. Um, it was an incubator of our skill sets, of course. And then we, uh, and then from there, I realized I had gained in a, an experience that I was able to sort of help, uh, new entrepreneurs not make the same mistakes I did, whether that be hiring mistakes, firing mistakes, whatever the, the mistakes were. And so I, uh, and so I started to mentor a few startups. I started to invest in a few startups. A couple of those startups ended up being things like Coinbase, Amplitude, Benchling. That makes it sound like I just hit dangerous. There are a lot of other ones. And, and from that, I was able to leverage sort of my experience uh, to be able to start what Boost VC was. And we started as an accelerator. I had raised $500,000 actually to build a crowdfunding website. But uh, after, after we ended up uh, um, selling off the parts of Expert Financial, um, we, I ended up launching this thing called Boost Funder, and we were the first crowdfunding for equity website. Um, 
and then I uh, was it, I took that money and I sort of restructured it to be a small fund of five hundred thousand dollars to invest, and we ended up investing in twenty four companies over the course of like six to ten months. Um, some of those companies went on to build really great things, and then that was sort of the beginning. I partnered up with. Uh, my, my current partner, Brayton Williams, um, to be able to uh, sort of pursue this this journey of building a fund from the ground up. People don't think about funds as like operating businesses, and I, I think that they very much are. So that's one of the things I believe. So can you tell us about that? How can a fund be built from the ground up and operate like a normal business? Yeah, a lot of people come up to me uh, who are in sort of school or after school even, and they always say like, "How do I? Be- what's the what's the like approach to becoming a venture capitalist or an investor?" And like, first off, I don't think any career, if you're going to be the best in the world at it, has any specific line. Like, uh, and so, and you should go in thinking, "Hey, I'm going to try to be the best," right? Like, you want to go in there and think, like, "Hey, I have the skill set. I can." I have the ability to learn and become the best at whatever I'm doing. Um, it might not be for me, but I'm going to learn and I'm going to keep going. What was I going to say? I, oh, a lot of people say, uh, what, what, sorry, a lot of people come up to me and ask that question. And I always say, well, the only thing you have to do is invest in a company and suddenly you're an investor. Um, and so go invest in a company because there's so I could say a lot of things, right? But if you haven't like experienced the highs and lows of either starting a company or being along for the ride to be able to support a founder, it's very difficult to be able to explain exactly what those things are. Um, however, I, so that's that's my starter point. Is like if you have a hundred bucks, a thousand dollars, ten thousand dollars, like go invest in a company, see what you learn. Um, and it's probably the best learning experience you can have. My first investments were complete learning experiences and I was able to leverage the network I built through that to be able to build Boost VC. On the operating side, like at the end of the day, there are three parts of venture capital. There's deal flow, decisions, and delighting the startup. And so I've, basically every venture fund in some capacity, there's also limited partners, but I'm sort of ignoring the fact that I have to fundraise. This is just talking about the operations side of a venture capital fund. Um, and so in, in deal flow, that's generated from a lot of different things, doing podcasts, writing blog posts, uh, your own private network. You probably have friends who have started things like if you... If you think right now of the most impressive person you know and they're starting a company, you should probably invest in that company. That's like one of the things that is a good, that's a good, like you are a good filter. I don't think I'm necessarily a better filter than the average person. I do think that I have enough experience now that if you and I both looked at 100 different deals, you and I would both pick the top 20 of those deals. But the difference is that I think I would pick the top 10 better. Um, and like, I think that it's a lot like sports cards, like you're just filtering through a box of cards to try to figure out like, what do other people believe that you don't believe is going to be the future and, or you do believe that no, other people don't believe. And so uh, deal flow, like that's a big part of it is making sure that you get to see the things you want to see. We at Boost VC were the pre-seed fund for deep tech. So we end up uh, really focusing in on uh, really big ideas hard technologies, great teams. 
And, uh, and so I try to be in the mix of those ty- those, that general group. Uh, it could be alumni of different companies. It could be graduates of uh, universities. Um, we love to be the first check-in. We love people giving people a shot. Um, and we try to help people as much as we can. And so on deal flow, you generate it however you can. Everyone has their own superpower on how to generate deal flow. Some people lean into the network. Some people lean into the marketing. It's all different. Um, on the decisions, everyone has different gut decisions that they do. I focus on early stage. So the data points of success, as it were, like if knowing that something is going to work, don't exist. Um, like the where later down the line, like you can actually have graphs that show your revenue and your whatever the other metrics are that people use to measure success. Um, and uh, but we we have to bet on the person and the market. Um, and those are two things that I feel uh, I feel I'm pretty good at sussing out exactly whether or not the person who's talking to me is uh confident in themselves enough to build a business. So there are a lot of very talented people who can build great technology, who cannot build a great business. Or they could learn the skill sets, but they end up being really, really focused on the technology and they don't think about how how to commercialize it. I think everyone is capable of everything. Like that's sort of my thesis on life, Um, but it is around focus and understanding. Um, And so I think that a lot of people take their past experience and they only lean into that rather than trying to be uncomfortable and being a, starting a company is all about being uncomfortable every day. So on decisions, it's there, everyone ends up with their own sort of algorithm of how to develop trust and confidence in the person that they're going to be investing in. And then on the, and at Boost VC, I have a partner who's incredibly valuable in order to bounce sort of my feelings and my thoughts and my convictions and theses off of. Um, and that's how we end up making decisions is we challenge each other in order to come to the decision. And then the third part is delighting the startup. And I think a lot of people do the delighting the startup in different ways. At the end of the day, a uh, startup is trying to partner w- with a venture capitalist for capital, um, general experience and guidance. One of the things that Boost VC has done, I've invested in something like 450 early stage companies. And uh, just having the experience of this early stage spot from zero to sort of three years of trying to start at zero and generate capital and knowing how to drive someone to have the epiphanies they're going to need to have in order to make a big business. Um, that's sort of one of the things that I think we, we do very, very well at Boost VC. We have a startup program that we, we help the companies through so that the companies can get to know us, we get to know them. So that's, uh, I mean, those are, that's sort of how I think about venture capital in general. It's sort of this flywheel of deal flow, decisions, and delight. And as you, uh, if you do this long enough, you start to see that compound and become very, very valuable. We've now invested in so many companies that those companies end up referring us more deals. I believe great, great founders hang out with other great founders. Uh, and so we start to be able to create this beacon of doing more deals. And we've been in the mark, we've been doing this for about 10 years, 11 years now, uh, 10 and a half years. And so we have some experience under our belt. We're still working hard just to figure out what we're doing. You mentioned how being uncomfortable is a really important part about being an entrepreneur. So what, what made you decide to take that leap and to make yourself uncomfortable? 
You know, one of the reasons I think I was put on this earth was just to reduce the friction of fear to start things that they, people want to start. Like, I, I think I happen to be, uh, I just wrote a book. And the best thing that people have said after reading my book was, I think I'm going to write a book. And it's like being able to inspire others to be able to do the thing that they wanted to do naturally and understanding that it's not as hard as you think it is. It just takes time and energy um, is sort of what my thing is. But when I started Expert Financial with uh, with Thomas Foley, one was I my partner actually came up with the idea. Thomas came up with the idea uh, and I trusted him. I had known him for a while. He t educated me on the market. Um, we ended up just trusting each other. And what I loved about starting a company. So I was, I'm not going to say I was a great student. I was an okay student. Um, and, but I, n I never learned through being told what I was supposed to be learning. And school is set up in order to teach you like a right or a wrong answer. St a startup is best answer wins. Best answer on the day. It's not, it's not about, it's, it's, it's not about right or wrong. It's about like, is there a best answer in the room? Because this is an unsolvable problem and we need to figure out how to move forward. Uh, we have a saying at Boost VC, we try to invest in founders who are default to movement. So like they're constantly moving forward. They might not be doing the right thing every time, but every time we talk to them, they've tried a couple things. Like you're not right, right off the bat. No one is, no one's right. It's 10 years to an overnight success. Like I continue to believe that, I continue to see that. They're, they're, people who have been working in the same industry for like 15 years who are just starting to hit. What I've always been pretty good at is when I go in on something, I go all in. And when I started a company with Thomas, it was amazing. I was a senior. Uh, I was still in school. Um, and But I would actually, I that, th these were my best quarters of school ever. I would clear out my homework and finish it in order to work on the startup. And I'd be taking calls in my dorm room. I'd be taking, like, I was just... Uh, you know, I was on the phone all day. I was sort of in charge of business development. So I'd just be calling people and just like talking about what we did. So my, I don't know if I were to give advice to people who are like thinking about starting a company, thinking about getting into investing, whatever the thing is, it's just like, there are a lot of people who are going to tell you that it's not a good idea or like resist. And some of those people are probably your parents. Um, they're like, I don't know, you know, I don't know. It's not in the direction of being a doctor or whatever. Um, like I, I would say, you know, if, if you want to try it, if you have enough self-confidence to actually take the leap, take the leap. I, I encourage anyone to do it because you end up having a, an insane amount of respect for the people who have built amazing businesses. Um, there are a lot of assumptions you make out from the outside when you have not started a business. If you have started a business, it's, it, you start to really respect the craft and understand how hard it was for Elon Musk to be able to build Tesla and SpaceX, how hard it was for Steve Jobs to be able to build Apple. Um, and that, in that respect, you start to em create empathy and empathy is better for the world. But I also think that it's the best experience you can get. Uh, there's nothing like betting on yourself. I, if you're going to do one thing in your life, it's like bet on yourself at some point and like bet and jump off the cliff and see if you can build an airplane on the way down. Um, looking back, like they're very specific decisions I made that sort of brought me, it was a consistent, persistent amount of hard work. And like, other than that, it was just taking a shot on myself a couple times and like never trying to be something that other people wanted me to be. 
Um, and that was useful. So just like going after it was sort of the fun thing. And you end up having a lot of fun. You end up with a bunch of people who are sort of all trying to figure it out themselves. I love places where there are no right answers and I'm able to like talk to rocket scientists and say like, what if there were bubbles in space? And then they give me like really great answers on why there aren't bubbles in space. Um, and so it's, it's a fascinating, my, my business at the end of the day, if I were to advertise for venture capital, my entire business is six hours a day. I have people come into my office or on my zoom call. And they're telling me that there's a problem in the world and that they're going to fix it and make the world better. Like, think about that. Like my entire job is basically just hearing how much better the world's going to be in the next 10 to 15 years. Um, and so that, you know, it's very inspiring just to be around that energy that you can make a difference. I think a lot of people have, uh, I don't know, a lot of careers, people think that there's a linear line of a career. And I think that it's much more, hey, jump in to something that you think is really interesting. If I were to encourage people at UCLA, it was something that you mentioned was sort of like what what sort of guidance, how can you leverage UCLA? One is you're a student. Call who you respect the most and just say, I'm a UCLA student. I would love your insights on X and have a conversation with the person you respect and think is awesome the most. Because you can use that and leverage the fact that you're a student everywhere. Like you'll get in any room you want. Like that's the benefit. Um, other than that, I think choose the classes that you're most curious about, not the ones that everyone said were the easiest classes, because those are the hardest ones. I remember my friend that my friend, he goes, oh, dude, you have to take astronomy. It's super easy. Um, and I was like, I was like, I'm sort of interested in stars. It sounds sort of interesting. It was super difficult. I did not enjoy that. Uh, and I did it one other time. I'm slow. I, I'm not I don't learn things quickly. I did it. Someone else recommended air pollution. Air pollution ended up being the hardest science class I've ever taken. And I was like, I was like, okay, okay, I'm only going to do the classes that are interesting. It sound interesting to me from now on. That's the other thing. Like, don't, don't like your friends are on a different mission than you. Like, trust that. Trust that you are on your own mission and you're on your own autonomous, like way of life. Yeah. So that, that would be my like advice. How do you think UCLA might have affected your journey as an entrepreneur? You know, life is really about the people that you're with. And uh, you you end up at UCLA, you're thrown into a room or rooms uh, with a ton of very dynamic people who worked really hard to get to where they're going. And it's a, it's a filter for really, really amazing um, humans. And I am fortunate enough to call a couple of those humans uh, really, really great friends today. Um, a lot of those people, like I, I, I have been able to invest in some, I've been able to work with some, and that's been really special. Um, and so I'd say the thing that came out of UCLA was more just friendship. The most valuable thing was really the friendships and the experiences I had while I was there. I don't really remember like specific classes. Uh, I think that uh, memories are really made when you when things don't go according to plan rather than when things do go according to plan. And so like class, the classes is like the baseline. And if you if you break the baseline, you end up with very memorable moments. Uh, I would encourage people to have experiences. That's probably the, the best 
advice I could give in that college, those college years is just like, go have fun, lean into that fun. That fun is probably very valuable and could build a business, whatever it is, doesn't matter. I, I thought my like stupid interests and by stupid, I mean like I collect comic books, I collect sports cards and I've been doing this my entire life and I'm obsessed and it's like one of these weird geeky things I do. And I always thought that like there wouldn't be really a market. It was just something that I enjoyed and like a part of human behavior is like collecting things. And uh, it turns out like it's an incredibly great business. Uh, you can make a lot of money on those things. I am not that, that is not my primary source of like money, but like it's a it is a business. Like if you actually enjoyed that enough, like you could make a career out of just trading cards. Uh, go into any sports card shop and go talk to the people. I I think one of the things, um, first off, school tries to make you good at a lot of things. I think you just need to go all in on one. Like that makes you a better person and make, it gets you like out of your shell a little bit. Also do whatever makes you feel good. But like just doing things, like do stuff. Your friend asks you to do something silly, like go do that silly thing. Like I... I try to encourage people just to do things. And I think doing things is where you find where you're different. Having those experiences with other friends is where you find where you're different and where you're valuable. Um, I didn't re realize that just being authentic was a superpower, but it ended up being very, very useful. Boost VC is a very authentically early stage venture capital fund. I think that it, what we do and how we do it permeates through the fund very cl clearly as very authentic. Um, and I think it's just because we've always looked at it as we put one step in front of the other. We never went over our skis and we just kept having fun with founders wherever we could. And I thank every founder who's ever taken a risk on us the way that we took a risk on them. And it's it's ended up paying off like it's a very uh, it's a great business to be a part of. It's a long game. The thing about venture capital, I think that if anyone listening to this, if people do listen to this, I. Uh, like the thing about venture capital that is very difficult to fathom is how long the game is for payoff. Uh, like Boost VC has, had been around for nine years, eight, yeah, nine years before our first payout. Um, so nine years, like think about what you were doing nine years ago, right? Like that was, that was what, uh, that was before our first like real big exit. Um, and it's, you know, it's wonderful and great, but like, you know, all the work that went into those nine years in order to make that work. Trust your gut and go for it. Like, don't be too directed by your parents. Like, I think that's honestly the the thing. It's like, try to figure out where, you, what experiences you want to have that are unique to you and go have those experiences. And like, I think that ends up defining and making a very interesting life. So is there anything else, Adam, that you want to share with us before we wrap up? Yeah, Boost, I mean, I mean so Boost VC, we invest in about 20 deals a year. Uh, if you are interested, feel free to apply on our website, boost.vc, but also feel free to email me, adam at boost.vc. Um, if, if, if you're thinking about starting something, I'm also just happy to answer any questions anyone has about entrepreneurship in general um, and starting a company or starting a venture fund. Um, there are a lot of ways to be successful at everything. And so it's like just talking to people about what you want to do. I think one of the most valuable things you can do is know what you want to do. Um, the great thing about venture capital is it's uh, it's a business of people. It's all about the people. It's not about 
uh, like the it's it's all about just talking to people, meeting people, understanding that people are the things that make sure the world work and technology is built. Um, and it's about building conviction around your ideas and making sure that you uh, believe things that other people do not. Um, and it's a lifestyle. It's fantastic. It's it's what I wake up thinking about and it's what uh, I go to sleep thinking about. It's uh, a part of who I am rather than just a job. Mm. Well, Adam, that's all the time we have today. Thanks so much for coming on the show and making the time and your busy schedule. And uh, thanks a lot. Take care. Bruins Built This is a Daily Bruin podcast. You can listen to this show and other Daily Bruin podcasts on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and SoundCloud. And the audio and transcript of this show is available at dailybruin.com. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next time.